Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Friday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's a Garrison Financial Friday. Scott is in the house. We'll visit with him here at the top of the show about all kinds of different things. A real question right quick for you two. That just popped up on my Twitter feed. Have have either of you ever had a bounty on your head? Not that I know of. uh, My last year of football was ninth grade, so the Saints Saints weren't going to to pay somebody to take me out of the game. How many people actually know that they have a bounty on their head, though? Uh, Ennis Freedom. Oh, my. Oh. The, the The country of Turkey has a $500,000 bounty on his head. Erdogan straight up said, I want him dead, huh? Yes. So. <laughs> wow. What are they going to do, inject him with the vaccine? Oh, okay, oh. we'll move on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Barely 90 <laughs> seconds in. Straight there. I wonder, who, I wonder who will die suddenly today. All right, uh, college football coming up. Uh, Oklahoma State looking for a defensive coordinator again. Could it be an old friend from TCU way? Would that make any sense, or is it going to be somebody maybe in-house? Uh, what's everybody doing this weekend? we got NFL playoff games coming up uh, this weekend. Who has the most – what player has the most pressure on him uh, over this wild card weekend? we got an AFC title game site announced. If it comes down to uh, Buffalo and Kansas City, where will that neutral site be? Scott's here. High school hoops, what's the schedule tonight? And then also in Class A and Class B, who needs a big week? What, what schools, what teams, boys or girls – Need a big week to climb those rankings so that when the playoff brackets, the, the rankings are set after the tournaments next week, who can climb into maybe that top eight position that will make their road to the big house a little bit easier coming up uh, in February. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. All right, Scotty. You're in a good mood. I am in a good mood. Is it Friday or? It's Friday. You got something going on this weekend? That's that's why you put down the rundown. You're anxious to talk about it. I've never been to the Clinton League. I'll get to do that. Oh, well, that's where we will return to tomorrow as well. You're going back to the Clinton League? We were there last year in it. Oh, you so were? So we started up tomorrow. What yeah. about, hey, what about, are you are you going to play in the new adult league basketball? <laughs> I saw that. And I saw that and my knees immediately hurt. That's when exactly I what I thought. I thought. <laughs> I love the of- idea. That's why we built that, right? I mean, it's not. I don't I think that, I idea. don't think we built that that arena out there to cause 40-year-old guys heart well, attacks. We I don't, built, we I built don't the, think that was the point. We built it for, for, for public wellness, not just kids, right? So I'm glad that everyone's trying to. Did, they're trying to get everybody involved. I did see one uh, former Merritt Oilerette that. Seemed like she was gung ho about it. One Mandy Wilson was trying to recruit players to get out there and play. Yeah, huh? 
Well, I can just can hear be, ligaments snapping all yeah, around. Can it be half court? Is it half court? That's what court? I wonder. So we don't have to run up and down the court. <laughs> can I, can I just what, stand on the wing? How about just, how about just horse? Can we just play horse? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Adult a horse nice, league. Nice, calm now, game see, of Now, horse. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Adult horse league. Yes. I can get involved in some of that. Maybe Adult horse. Or pig. You know, yeah. let's quick. Let's make it quick. Losers have to chug a beer. <laughs> you know, it's might have to step outside off a of city property somewhere, but yeah, <laughs> or everybody meet at, at you know somewhere. There you to, go. Uh, <laughs> now, try the to, most important. Try to think who advertises on our on our state. Uh, Boomtown. We all meet at Boomtown. Boomtown. For a there you yeah. go. The or Sayer National, but I don't think everybody's going to want to drive over there. <laughs> yeah. No. The important that. thing is, if they're going to have these adult leagues, they're going to do it on the same day that Chick Fil A is going to be in the parking lot. <laughs> we go out there and get a sandwich. Well, or just get a sandwich and then skip the league <laughs> yeah, altogether. The- <laughs> go in the uh, adult league, honey. I'll be back. Yeah. Really, you're going to go to Chick Fil A. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did see that. Uh, that <laughs> I mean, I guess they'll let people set because there's always those seating in there. My mother was gung ho about going and watching. <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i'm out i'm out i think i'm out i'm i'm pretty sure i'm out my wife might get in there and pump fake people to death but (laughs) (laughs) be like jackie moon feed me right here feed me i'm afraid i look more like uh philip seymour hoffman and along came polly (laughs) rain dance (laughs) (laughs) make it rain (laughs) maybe we could uh maybe we could play like like old school Oklahoma girls, like six on six. I, I, now the, I love, listen, the, the ideas are flowing here. Yeah. It's like brainstorming session. Well, if you ever saw me shoot, I'd definitely be on <coughs> the be a guard. side of the, yeah. I'll be all time, I'll be all time guard. So I can just stand there. <laughs> uh, all right, Scott, I was, you haven't, uh, you haven't heard this conversation yet, but that Jared and I have had. So I'm going to ask you this and get your raw feedback. What did Monday night's demolition by Georgia over TCU, what were your thoughts as you watched that concerning Oklahoma and that move to the SEC? Well, um, I mean, honestly, seeing the players that are coming in, I'm kind of rejuvenated. Um but I mean, the coaching's going to have to be there. But I mean, we're—he's getting those guys. He's getting that style of player, um, you know. And and you take a look at what's winning college football, what's winning college football, and it's the just ridiculousness that is up front. I mean, that guy that from Georgia last year uh, that went. Oh, yeah, the guy for the Eagles now, Jordan Davis. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Davis. Dude's 400 pounds. He ran like a, a four eight five. I oh. mean, he would be like your third <laughs> fastest guy on your high school team. Imagine that and coming at you. he's almost 400 pounds. Imagine that coming at you. That's called a train. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. It's just unbelievable. So, Oklahoma's getting some of those guys. That... But I will say this, too. I mean, come on. How long are you going to let a tight end run free all night long without putting a spy on him? Yeah. Good Lord. I mean, the second time that he broke free, I was like, why Why is somebody not covering him full time? Yeah. It, he really was – is the most explosive part of that Georgia offense. Now, now I say put a spy on him – Maybe you can't. Maybe there's just nobody that can cover that kid. Um, but, wow. I mean, I watched him all year. I watched him do it against everybody all year long. So, so I'm sensing optimism. I, I do have optimism. I mean, hey, the fact of the matter is Michigan was – or excuse me, uh, Georgia was asleep for three and a half quarters against Ohio State, and they still won the game. I mean, they were on cruise control for three and a half quarters, didn't care, didn't pay attention, and then they looked up at the clock and they said, hey, let's play football. So, really, they did the same. They, they When they wanted to enforce their will, they enforced their will. Yeah, that's what we were talking about <clears throat> on Tuesday. I blame Ohio State for that beating more than TCU. That's it, was, it was Ohio State's fault that that happened. For <laughs> one, not finishing Georgia off, and for two, waking them up and pissing yeah. them off. yeah. I mean, it was just, I mean, even listening to Kirby Smart's pregame rant as yeah. he got him ready, I mean, you could tell they walked out 
onto that field and performed right from the opening kick, like that type of speech or something yeah. had happened in the locker. You know, it, it didn't surprise me at all after seeing it. Then learning of that later on. Well, and and here's a here's a good comparison because you're talking about that and that emotion, that drive. If you go back and you look at Oklahoma Florida State in 2000, Similar. that's why Oklahoma won. They came out and they punched Florida State in the mouth, and Florida State went, "Who are these guys?" And by the time they woke up, it was too late. A, a great example is the Bills Sunday. Have yeah. you ever seen a professional football team right. dominate the way they dominate? And there's only one reason why. Yeah. Because they had so much emotion and so much motivation to go win that game for Hamlin. That's right. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood couldn't have wrote the, wrote the no. script of the, of the very first kickoff. Well, they're going to have to back. win the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> for Hollywood to do it. Yeah. It'll be a Disney movie within a year. It's interesting that you bring that up because what what is one of maybe even more than the game in that 2001 Orange Bowl, what's the the indelible moment is before the game. The kick, Torrance the Marshall coin, coin flip, yeah. talking trash to Winky. Yeah. And Winky's eyes going, like almost deer in the headlights, like, what? Yeah. This dude exactly. is serious. They didn't even recognize <laughs> Denzel Washington when they walked on yeah. the field. They, just, they were zoned in. It was, yeah. So, so, all yeah, right. So let me uh, – that uh, you're opt- I said that I think when you see what has happened to not only Oklahoma but now TCU in this playoff, Yes, they beat Michigan, but Michigan it doesn't play in the SEC. And I think it's time that we all can agree that in a, with, without beating an SEC team on the way to the championship, it almost doesn't count in, in a lot of ways. For me, I think the only way that Oklahoma is ever going to be able to get back in that hunt and win one of those titles, I think this move has to happen. Absolutely. Because instead of building your team around a daily, weekly Big 12 schedule, and then trying to figure it out once you get there. Now the idea is to build your team in that mold. And as we've seen over and over, that mold works better against a one-off Big 12 team versus a one-off Big 12 team against an SEC. Now, whether or not it can happen or not, that's up for debate. Well, here's, I, here's the thing, and this is – I'm kind of – and that's the sense I was getting or we've been getting, including from ourselves, about when we asked that question to other OU fans – are you scared or are you excited? So there's always that sense of optimism, like, hey, we're excited to go to the SEC because we got to play, we got to get better at that level. It also tells me, and this is my message to OU fans, there needs to be a little bit of patience involved there because I think it's not, it's not going to happen overnight. Am I right? I, I agree. It's yeah, going to have it's not gonna t- happen. It's going to take but some time. So here's so here's my question: How did how did it go from? The Big Eight and the Big 12 dominating the college football landscape to in one decade, it's all SEC. I mean, really, the the Big Eight and Big 12 dominated 70s, 80s, and 90s. I mean, through – clear through the middle of the 2000s, the first decade. Yeah. Oklahoma won in 2000, Texas won in 2005, Oklahoma played two other times in that. And and it wasn't – I mean, the SEC thing didn't even really get going until Saban started ripping it. You know, Florida won a couple of times in in LSU, but you didn't even – those first three, it didn't even occur to you really, oh, this is SEC. And so what happened in the Big 12? I mean, we know what happened in Texas. Texas just – actually, nobody knows because it's just – how could it happen? How can you recruit year over year, get the same t- type of recruit that Alabama gets? I mean, Texas has gotten the same type of recruit as Alabama for the last 30 years. Alabama. When was the last time Texas didn't have three three losses in a year? Four losses in a year. Mm. <laughs> it's been a long time. 2009. It's been a long it's time. It's got to be. Here's the thing. Here's what the the SEC as a whole, as it was that brand was building and building and building. They all got to benefit off of the greatest dynasty of all time in the sport. Absolutely, and that's Alabama. And everybody else was pulled alongside of that juggernaut that Saban created. And now, once you see guys starting to filter off of those staffs, one of them took that blueprint. And has ran with it in Georgia. 
You know, because as much as that conference wants to beat its chest, and my realtor wants to beat its chest against about the SEC for all these uh, years. Your realtor's not – that's not the SEC. But has it really <laughs> been the SEC or has it been – Alabama, absolutely, and then it's been somebody, Alabama. somebody shooting up every night. I mean, you know, Joe Burrow and, and LSU catching and, lightning in a bottle. And don't think that Clemson's done because of one bad year either. So it's not just the SEC. Yeah, t- tell your realtor that Ole Miss is not. <laughs> He's listening. He can. I hear. mean, my gosh, are you kidding me? <clears throat> I wonder too if it's a matter of keeping those high school kids. In that region, one hundred percent, right there, sure. keeping them there. It's because well, how many times do you turn on, you know, early in the season they'll have like a marquee high school football game, like on a Saturday afternoon or something. You're watching this, thinking these are high school kids. Where is this at? Oh, Macon, Georgia. Holy see, moly! The and the the you know epicenter. all those kids that they're featuring on that broadcast are going to go somewhere in the SEC. The epicenter to me of high school recruiting has has moved that way. To Florida. To Florida, to Georgia, the Atlanta area. There's all kinds of athletes well, right through the, there now. Well, and, and then you have the, the academies that are the, the kid from Oklahoma yeah, that was IMG. playing down at IMG. Mm-hmm. You know, and now and now he's coming back. You know, so I mean, hey, if if Brent can recruit, get some guys from down there and, and hire a defensive coordinator and let him be the defensive coordinator and <laughs> Yeah. We'll see if that'll happen. And and, and you know, te- you think about Texas. I mean, Texas has always been a fertile recruiting ground and still is in a lot of ways, but even the way the game is played at the high school level at Texas makes it that much harder to get those guys you're talking about that Georgia had on that defensive line from that area because they don't play that way. That's true. They don't grow. You know, they there's play a, Big Twelve. They play air raid. That's right. Yeah. And, and so defensively, you're having to figure out. You know, it's it, it just it doesn't come the same way. So the challenge is going to be being able to get those guys, even though the class was great, it still lacked those big, giant guys in the middle. Absolutely. I mean, 99, yeah. he wasn't even the, the headliner. That, that kid's from Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. That, and he had two sacks. the one Bear Alexander that, that tackled the quarterback around his, the LSU guy that grabbed him around the middle and then just – Picked him up in the air and held up. Oh his, yeah, held just, up the number one, yeah. like holding him like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Tyler's right about this. Coaching in the Big Twelve used to be better. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's yeah, yeah. We I mean, were we were pretty good. I mean, let's not lie either. We we were pretty good at at uh, recruiting back in the day too. Oh yeah, with with the uh, air quotes. So, <laughs> so that's be- what, what's the worst case scenario in your mind for this move if you're an OU fan or for you as an OU fan? I really think I, I'm with you guys. I think it's the best thing that, o- that Oklahoma can do. Um, I, I mean, especially they were going to bring in more teams into the Big 12 anyway, and they weren't going to be quality teams. So, no offense, Cincinnati. No offense, BYU. You are second tier teams coming into a second tier conference. And that's just the way it is. And so, yeah, I, we had to move. And, and so it's going to be a good thing, and I'm ready to rock. Gets me one step closer to the what, grove. What, am I supposed to fear Kentucky and Ole Miss every year? I, come on. That's always been my I'll argument. I'll fear Alabama, and I'll fear Georgia and, and LSU once, once a decade, like you say. But, uh, yeah. For the ones that run the university, it's such a win-win for them. Sure. Obviously, with with the payout, but then when you get to replace home games that features Kansas and TCU, I don't know. They just played for a title, but you when you get to replace those with say Florida and Ole Miss and even Kentucky, sure, it's such an upgrade. Yeah, and people will buy those seats left and right, and they're going to come down to Campus Corner. They're going to tailgate. They're going to throw money into Norman well, and the I, university. Melissa and I went to the TCU uh, Big 12 championship and we had it in Norman and I can't remember why we had the Big 12 championship in Norman. Do you remember that? Oh, it was when there wasn't a Big 12 title game probably. Those years that it wasn't even there. Is oh, that what it, it was? Probably. It, uh, that night game I don't I don't know. When Baker it, got hurt? It was it, No, this was 
I, I don't I'm, know. I know. I know what game you're talking about. Anyway, yeah. it was a, it was the Big Twelve championship it was the against de facto, TCU. Yeah, yeah, they said the winner of that game would. Maybe win the it Big was 12. COVID. Maybe it was a COVID year. I don't no, know. It was before there was a title game. I think, but like in between. But years. TCU yeah. was in the top five or six, and Melissa and I went up there, and we got two seats on the fifty yard line for a hundred bucks each. Because nobody, yeah, because it was TCU. Okay, whatever. It was two teams in the top right. six. I want to. I want to read this to you. Now replace TC with Florida. Yeah. How much think those tickets? Are going? <laughs> I'm going to read. I'm going to read something to you. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, all at home. This is a schedule. At Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Vandy, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss at home, at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech. Is that supposed to put the fear of God in OU fans? That schedule? That's Georgia's next year, by the way. That's that's pretty cake. At Tennessee is by far the toughest game. Might be the only tough game on there. UT Martin, Ball State, UAB, and Georgia Tech on the non-conference you said, schedule. You said, I thought you were going to say, what do these teams have in common when you said, say those first four again? UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, and UAB. And I was going to say all four teams ranked higher on the recruiting scale than Oklahoma State. Oh, Ouch. Whammo. Oh, whammo. Ouch. <laughs> all right. Well, Scott enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, he, he, I, I don't know what's going on in Stillwater. I feel bad for those guys. I feel so bad for Oklahoma State fans. I mean, holy smokes. Should we have seen the Derek Mason thing coming, though, because he only signed a one-year deal? And there was no chance that he, they were going to be able to replicate the defensive success that they did the year before because of the players that weren't there. But I'm talking about the mass exodus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good Lord. What's going on? I didn't see a bunch of frogs or locusts or anything on any games when they were playing in Stillwater this year, but... <laughs> it's text line. It's on the text line. It says, "Don't feel bad, Scott. We're used to it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, if if you'd have told me at the beginning of this year that that more than fifty percent of my Oklahoma State friends would be calling for Gundy's head, I'd have said you're crazy. But more, probably more than fifty percent of my Oklahoma State fans are, and I don't know if I blame him. I mean, he's got to figure out what's going on. I have sat here for all five of the whatever five years of this show <clears throat> and heard a little bit of that and thought, well, "You, you guys are idiots." Yes, you guys are just idiots. He's the best coach you're ever going to get. He's the best coach you've ever had. But I'm kind of the same way. It's it's almost a little bit of what is happening, and, and you know, we're starting to hear even sources that are close to him, obviously, with what you know Robert Allen is putting out there about the Sanders situation and wanting to come back and not not being allowed two different times yeah the 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 my way or the highway type at, type attitude it better work it better work it better work especially when you got one kid playing quarterback on your team that's got your last name that's got your last name and another kid that you're probably going to recruit yeah. Um, so you're gonna, yeah, you're, you're, you're it's, sealing your deal one way or the other. Cause he's going to go after He's going to bring his, his youngest son in there. And I heard, I've heard that that kid's unbelievable. I, see, I, I think but, he's supposed to be a better baseball player than he is football. Player. Uh, is that what? Yeah. Okay. So maybe it won't cause. Oh, the, I what? forgot. I was going to ask you guys. Okay. I saw the headline today. Triple A is going to an all electric day too. Robot uh, robot umps. Robot umps on the on balls and strikes. Man, are they so here's my question about that. Are they gonna have a bunch of them rolling around like in Rocky Four? <laughs> <laughs> and are and are they gonna have to speed them up to be able to get in position because dudes run faster than that little guy was going, but are they still gonna field umps? You'd have to, right? Wait, all, how, do, how do they determine out in the field who's out and safe if there's a Pickoff attempt or a close play at second. That's why. I, I oh, don't. I thought this was just the balls and strikes. Oh, is it just balls and strikes? It's just balls oh, okay. And strikes. I just saw. Okay. I just saw robot yeah. umps. No, it's just the balls and strikes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Because I was thinking, is a robot going to throw a manager out if they're arguing? It's a robot. I mean, who do you, do you really argue with? Give, the computer. What? Yeah. <laughs> turn it on and turn it back. Turn it off and turn it back on. Maybe yeah. be safe. Just unplug it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh-uh. I'm not uh, out. Doot, doot. Safe. <laughs> we got a coworker who's yelled at a computer. I've Oh, that's actually true. <laughs> I've, I've heard him yell a few times at the computer. I don't know if it was at the computer. Yeah, it kind of was, it I was guess. was at the computer. I was going to say, was it at the computer, the people that are talking to the computer but anyhow all right scott what do you know. got going on uh here at the first of the year got a lot going on uh helping people out replacing a lot of life insurance policies here lately actually uh finding that i can get people a lot better deal um like i say shop the open market uh we go through all of the major carriers that are not uh exclusive which are most most of the major carriers are not and finding some great deals so need some life insurance come down and see me yeah, and we'll be right here to tax season and all that coming up oh, yeah. before it's we know coming. it. No doubt. Hey, it's coming. We'll, well, I'll ask this next week because I've got a question about what's kind of going on, some of the things we're reading in the news. Okay. And how that could affect. But we don't We got We don't have time for it right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm afraid it's a eight-hour conversation. <laughs> yeah, you get me started on that stuff and it might, <laughs> might be bad. All right, Scott Garrison, uh, Garrison Financial. It's Garrison Financial Friday. Scott at SoonerWealth.com. We're visiting him at 124 North Main here in Elk City. Thank you, sir. All right. You guys have a great weekend. And it's Scott Garrison joining us here on a Friday when we come back. High school hoops scheduled tonight. Who needs a good week in Class A and Class B to maybe move up the rankings? Skinny on Sports coming back on a Garrison Financial Friday right here on The Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal right here on a Financial Friday. Scott Garrison at Garrison Financial. Friday's sponsor, as he mentioned, he can shop the, uh, shop the open market to bring you the best value on your life insurance and your investments. Full financial planning. If you're one of those people that kind of like to dabble and kind of like to uh, to manage your stuff, but you're just not sure how to get a plan started, he can charge you hourly to build you a plan that you, then you can manage and you can kind of trade in, in, throughout the day, or you can just manage your investments as well. Scott at SoonerWealth.com, 124 North Main Street in Elk City. Go give him a visit here as it's a important time on the financial calendar for the year as we roll into 2023. You've still got time. Um, for some some tax implications all the way up until April the 15th with investment opportunities. So uh, go visit with him about that down there at 124 North Main or give him an email, scott at, at uh, soonerwealth.com. All right, Jared, uh, high school hoops on the docket tonight all across western Oklahoma on the Paragon Network as well. So we've got uh, I know Elk City back at home with uh, Elgin in town. The Lady Owls come in as a ranked team at number 20 this week in the poll. The Elkettes have the one win over a ranked team. They, they just didn't know it at the time. Uh, and then the finals, that Hinton tournament over Community Christian. Uh, but this is another chance to try to get themselves pumped up into that poll. Elgin's 9-3 and three on the season uh, for the girls. Boys-wise... I've obviously not done much prep yet because I can't rattle this off the top of my head. Five and six for Coach Ryan Green's Elgin Owls uh, on the season. So it's homecoming tonight. Come on out and uh, enjoy some hoops inside the Pioneer Center. Got a couple of chances uh, to see Elk City. You got this week, uh, uh, tonight, next Tuesday, Tuttle's in town. The following Tuesday, 
Uh, da, 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 da. What, what was that? Is that the 31st? Yeah, it is 31st. Uh, number one, Bethany, girls side, will be in town as well. So a bunch of chances right here toward the end of the season to be able to see uh, the Yellcats. Actually, no, cash is Tuesday. Out this tournament next weekend, then Tuttle. Then the following Tuesday, the 31st, is Bethany. Anyhow, so Elk City and Elgin on the docket. Where are you going to be this evening at J-Rod? Uh, home in Canute, taking on Cheyenne. Cheyenne coming to town. All right, so it looks like we got Hollis at Eric. Hammond at Ceiling. Well, we'll visit about that one. Leedy goes to Merritt. Arapahoe Butler's at Calumet. And then Cheyenne comes to Canute. Bunch of good ones uh, out there tonight. Hammond and Ceiling, though, maybe the, the the game of the night across the state of Oklahoma. Class B number two, Class A number one. I'm anxious to see the results of this one, in a lot of ways, because you know it, it feels like Ceiling and, and Caddo have separated themselves in Class A at least right now. Hammond coming off the win over Lomega, and the finals of their tournament on uh, a week ago Saturday. Uh, the Lady Warriors obviously uh, met that challenge at home. What can they do on the road in the Word Center against Ceiling? I think that I, I cannot wait to see what happens in this game tonight. Yeah, and I, it's you know uh, talking to some coaches, they asking them, do they uh, more or less have a chance? And a lot say, yeah, they do. And I think because of what you said, guard play, if it's on point, and and how well Henley West. Uh, is uh, can perform and she's playing at a high level right now. She came off uh, that the Warrior Classic tournament with unbelievable numbers. So we'll see um, if they can continue that. That's going to be a fun matchup, and it might be an indicator of what we think could happen come March for both teams. We get a close one, like yeah, that's what we expected. These are top two teams in their respective classes. But even if like if it's a ten point win for one team over the other, I mean, is that? You see what I'm saying? It's, I'm not ruling out a team. This isn't like a playoff elimination and, okay, write them off because they've lost. It's it's not like that. These are two of the best teams in the state in both Class A and B. And whatever happens, I don't think it changes the trajectory of what could happen at the end of the year. So, But it's that's why. I mean, I love that these schools do not shy away from scheduling these type of games. Yeah. I love it. I mean, you got Ceiling, who's – scheduled LaMega later in the year. You got Hammond, we just saw him invite LaMega to their tournament, knowing there's a good chance we're going to play them on Saturday in the championship game. And you don't get better by scheduling light, and I love that schools like this, I say this about cross all sports, I mean, look at the Big Elk football team, how they scheduled in their non-district play. I love it, and you don't get better by playing down or, or you know, no offense to other teams, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You, you get better by playing those perennial contenders, and we we get treated as fans by getting this game tonight. Man, we uh, we almost could have had in in, mo- in in every other year we we would have a chance at getting this, but your know, ceiling would be here next week. Yeah, if they didn't play in that Mustang tournament, we could we, could we see ceiling and merit as a possible final out there in the by county. Unfortunately, the girl uh, the boys will be here. The, the girls won't. You know that's but that's one of those. I think we got that last year, didn't we? Merit and ceiling in the finals. Or maybe I, that was I, two. I, I think it might have been two years, years ago. ago, and Merritt beat them. Is that right? Am I remembering something right happened here? there? Yeah, I cannot remember. I can't. But something something made me go whoa. But yeah, just when you need the stupid what's up? Just when you need the OSSA rankings page to work for you, it doesn't. <laughs> Are you looking for past schedules? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to do. Anyhow, um, so that's not going to happen. But tonight it will be Hammond and Hammond and Ceiling going at it. Uh, I'm excited to see. We might get another Hammond Merritt game out there uh, next week in the finals of the. And by the, by the way, maybe two of those back to back because those two are scheduled to play coming up here pretty soon as well uh, with uh, the Hammond, Hammond and Merritt girls. I think that might be two weeks from this week. Da, 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 da. I know it's coming up right out of the – yeah, Merritt goes to the, the Bi-County next weekend hosting the Bi-County. Then their next two games, Tuesday and Friday, at Arapahoe at Hammond. So, man, it's going to be a heck of a – 
two-week stretch there for Coach Doherty's team, starting tonight against Leedy, over the next two weeks, like literally two weeks, they're going to play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Eight game, eight and 14 days. And with the chance to see ranked Leedy, ranked Arapahoe, ranked Hammond, another chance at ranked Hammond, and ranked whoever else in that in that by county. That's that's going to be a heck of a run for them. All right, who needs a good week in Class A or Class B, boys or girls? Who needs a good week so that out, coming out of the tournament week next weekend, when we see that that following Monday's rankings that lock in for the brackets and for the pairings to be announced. Who needs a good week? Are we starting like with tonight going through next week? Tonight through next Saturday some night. Games tonight yep. that, that are gonna they all matter. I I, I, I picked a girls team and a boys team, uh, and the girls team I picked was Rappo Butler because they're right there at ranked ninth, and so you know you want to be eight or above for for reasons we've given. They started the week really nice with that good win at Mountain View Godibo by blowing them out, and now they get Calumet. I'm not sure what Calumet is exactly like. I know they had a really good uh, young lady who moved out, so I'm not sure what they have now. They come in at 10 and 6, but they're still Calumet, right? You just you have to be ready for them. But then that West Central basketball tournament for Rappo, if they can go maybe get to uh, Saturday's championship game, have a good showing in that tournament, you know, it, impress some voters, you know, maybe get into that top eight or above and kind of solidify their playoff uh, positioning. For the boys, I know this sounds weird. Now, because I, they're already ranked high, but with what's happened with Puffenbarger and the injury for Leedy, they've lost their last two. I know they're ranked fourth, but if they lose some more, you you can see that kind of tumble. So for me, Leedy needs to, to show injuries aren't going to derail our season. So they, they, I think, need to have a good week. It starts tonight at Merritt, never an easy place to play. And um, um, are they two in a tournament? They are. Yeah, down at Altus. Altus, right. So, you know, I know they're ranked fourth in Class B, but, again, the injury looms and in in losing two in a row. they got to figure out how to win, uh, you know, in a bad situation that they're in right now. And I think they will. But they got to, you know, because people that word's going to get out. Like, what's going on? Why has Leedy lost a couple games here? And oh well, maybe I should rank him here at seven and not four, or six and not four. So they need to show they can still win despite the injury. Yeah, looking at that bracket down at the Tri County. <clears throat> let's start with Navajo. They're the, they're the number one seed uh, a week from yesterday. Mangum and Snyder are in their side of the bracket. Then you got Hollis and Luther down on the bottom. Also, Cordell and Hobart. I know Hobart's a team that's uh, ranked in Class Two A. I believe on the. I know they are in the girls. Pretty sure they are in the boys as well, or they have been. Yeah, number ten. So that's. I, I don't think there's any way that Leedy will drop out of the top um, eight because of the goodwill that they that they built up. And also, if you pay any attention, ranking these teams, you realize what has happened. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wasn't there for the the win against Tyrone in the semifinals up there, so it's not like they've just lost both games without him. But sure. uh, it, it certainly will be uh, – they don't play next Tuesday, so then they're, they're just tonight and then the Tri-County uh, to be able to, to stay in there. But, right, I mean, it's it's better to be number three or four than it is to be number seven or eight, even when that when those mm-hmm. uh, assignments are released. So I, 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 th- I think both of those teams are the two teams – um, I would also put the Canute girls in there if they would be able to to roll through and, and maybe even win the if they win the West Central could that kind of leapfrog them on top of Arapaho and maybe get into the top eight and then also Coach Doherty's team even though that even though it's not just this next week but man they've got they've got Leedy they've got that entire week next week that we talked about with him five games and six nights through the end of the of their tournament and then the following week is when they get Arapahoe and Hammond again and I think that's when the that's when everything locks in 2A through 4A or even through 6A probably so them also because they're they're seventh it feels like that's too low and maybe and, and maybe that means that 
they're they're kind of in there, and they would have to just completely fall apart to to drop out of that top eight. But you, you've seen funky things happen, and so like he said in here on Wednesday, keep winning is the main thing. And if and if Merritt can keep winning, how high can they get? I mean, when you look at when you look at those two A girls rankings, doesn't it feel like it's it's destined to have Ampo and Merritt in in the same area? It just when you kind of look at what's there, mm-hmm. you know they're clearly not going to Afton. They're not going to have. I mean, maybe Dale in that Shawnee area could that. But I mean, the the two west of I thirty five, Ampo and Merritt. It kind of feels like that's where this is headed, like at Chickasha or something, <clears throat> something like yeah. that. You know, and and then you got Hooker and Hobart as well. I mean, I it kind of I don't know. It almost just kind of makes itself right i mean in but I, I do think it's it's still it's going to be important for them too um you know boys wise it you know maybe sentinel i don't know if they can move i don't know if they can jump that much you know what i mean i just don't they may be too far behind to be able to jump but even even getting up from from the current spot at 14 to, to 10 or 11 could help when the brackets are drawn up so uh, I, but it is it's it's hugely important for those teams Canute Arapaho on the girls side right there at that 9 10 11 range with a huge week could that vault them into the top 8 and secure that top 8 seed and then the 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 good things that come along with that once the brackets are drawn up yeah yeah totally agree um just other teams just had nice starts, but um, could maybe put you know have have fallen off just a little bit. If they could have a nice week, position themselves maybe even maybe to host a district or something. Um, Burns Flat Deal City Boys, yeah, uh, they're eight and five. They they lost three, but won their last two. Uh, they uh, they played on Tuesday night against Navajo, got a win. Um, they're a team that I mean I was checking out their roster kind of doing some prep before monday uh and burns flat will play in the west central a lot of familiar names on that boys roster i saw them a play. a lot of familiar names I, I saw them play i saw them take hinton right down to the wires a game that either team could have won uh over at hinton on friday in that consolation bracket uh coach ryan calc's team just you know kind of some untimely turnovers here and there that that cost them that game against hinton but they were uh, they had battled back into that thing, and they had it. They they had chances to win at the end. They just couldn't quite get it done. Team uh, that was ranked, they're not now, but got a winning record. It's eight and four Sayer. Yeah, and I'm thinking. Of, I'm actually thinking ahead to the Elkettes and the Big Elks because, man, if you could string some wins together here over the next two or three weeks, not to host anything, not to get in the top eight of anything, but to to not have to go to Kingfisher for district. Yeah, to not have to go to Weatherford to play your district tonight I have to go to Newcastle or something like that or Anadarko for the district you know get somebody you know, you know host a cash or, or not to you know belittle them but you know something you know even Woodward that was a, a host last year here in district yeah I mean that's true I I, I mean I think we're destined you, you said Clinton I, I think we're destined to see Clinton and Weatherford in a district myself I do, too. I, do too. I, I, th- I think that's where that that's headed uh, with with both Weatherford teams That's being what in you're the saying. top eight, but you know, yeah, may, maybe getting yourself getting yourself you away. Can, you can, Listen, yeah. you're, you're going to have to play Weatherford. You're going to have to play Kingfisher, one of those teams, boys or girls, eventually. Yep. But it would be it, it's it'd You'd be a prefer- heck of a lot nicer to be in the first round of regionals than in district, yeah. because at least then you you give yourself a chance with an upset to be an area, mm-hmm. yeah, immediately, right. Even if you don't win the, even if you don't win regionals, you're you're already an area team. Um, so I, I think it's important for the Elks and the the Elkettes to get some wins, kind of start piling some wins up. The, the, the Elkettes, I mean, but the schedule is, they need to win both tonight just to get started. If they can sweep tonight, can sweep cash on Tuesday, then you're set up for you know the the the, the Altus tournament. The boys play Frederick round one. I think UConn is in that tournament. I was going to look and see where they were at in 6A. They're not ranked. So maybe some wins against name teams that aren't named, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and and really kind of get rolling 
into that last week of uh, of uh, games that count with Bethany and then actually with Tuttle and then uh, at Blanchard on that Friday. So anyhow, uh, it's it's important time in high school basketball for sure, all yeah. the way through. Yeah. All right, let's talk some NFL football. NFL playoffs next to wrap up the week. It's a, finan- it's a Garrison Financial Friday right here on the Skinny on Sports. Don't go anywhere. If you like Dak Prescott hate, you're about to get some of it, I bet. Skinny on Sports on the Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific state referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Wrapping up a Garrison Financial Friday here with some NFL playoff discussion. Wild card round coming up this weekend. Game one tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. It'll be Seattle at San Francisco. The nightcap on Saturday is probably the most uh, one of the two most intriguing games with the uh, Chargers at the Jags, that young gunslinger battle between Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Sunday, the noon game, Miami at Buffalo. Then you've got the Giants against Minnesota at 3.30. Baltimore at Cincinnati nightcap. Sorry. Unsports related. I'm sorry. Okay. You had this crazy look on your face like, oh, my goodness. I'll tell you off air. All right. And uh, Monday night, Dallas is at Tampa Bay. What's your favorite game? Of the weekend? Yeah. Man, we're going to talk a lot about this one. Uh, My favorite game is uh, Chargers and Jags. Don't know why other than I think the quarterback play is going to be fun between the both of them. Yeah, you hope you get to see like a because Jackson, like a Jacksonville Dallas game from a couple weeks ago. We're just going back and yeah, you know, up yeah, and down the field, one, something like that. It's fun for me, you know. That Jacksonville crowd was crazy when they clinched, you know. And, and so when you get those atmospheres that haven't been in the playoffs in a bit, you know, they were like rock bottom bad with under Urban Meyer, and now look where they are. Right, that's cool for me, and I like LA. I've always liked Herbert, so it's just as a fan, no rooting interest at all. For either one, I don't care. But as a fan of the game, that one kind of has my interest as as a game I'm really looking forward to. And it and, and on paper, when you look at the other games, it looks like it could be oh whatever. Those two teams aren't really contenders. Some would say, so who care? But I, as a fan, this weekend that game for me, I, I I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a stress free. I think that you hit the nail on the yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. You just want to be because you don't root for either team, right? Dallas Tampa is an obvious answer just because of the Tom Brady versus Dallas angle. The Cowboys always generate all kinds of interest and all kinds of opinion. Tom Brady's seven and zero against the Cowboys in his career. And and there's always that is this his last game if he loses thing lingering lingering over a forty five year old quarterback. On the other side for Dallas, is this Mike McCarthy's last game if they lose? Um Dak in in his place in the league. There's a lot there. Um, and quite frankly, I, I think those two games and maybe Giants-Minnesota will be competitive. I'm not sure how the other ones will be. Who's got the most pressure on him? Player this week. Well, let's go back to why I think that's going to be entertaining. And I said we'll talk about this game a lot. I think Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence bo- both have pressure. For reasons I just given about Jacksonville, they're back from where they were. They're back, and now it's on this young guy to uh, to to get a win at home in the playoffs. And you got Herbert, 
who has, I mean, I've been high on him since day one, since draft night. I think he was a great pick, and he's turned out to look pretty good. And there's some preseason expectations that they would take the next step. So, to me, these young quarterbacks, I think, will have a fun game because of maybe a little bit of both of them under pressure. Yeah, That's for me. The obvious answer <laughs> Dak. is Dak, it's, right? That's uh, But that's just so easy to say. I'm trying Dak. to find a different angle here. Sure, but, but it's Dak, it's, and it's not close. Yeah, I understand. So another guy in that first game, both guys at quarterback – for a little bit different, I don't. I don't think their their pressure level is anywhere near what Prescott has on him. But <clears throat> Seattle with Geno, he had a fantastic year. I don't. I think a bunch of people don't realize he led the league in completion percentage, just a tick under seventy percent, at sixty nine point seven. <clears throat> and he was uh, shoot. There's a fair chance that people didn't even know he was in the league to start the year, or for sure where he was. And he had a fantastic year. Uh, you know, some kind of comeback player of the year. I mean, I know he wasn't injured, but, you know, that could be something or most improved or whatever if that or there is that award like there is in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But because of the trade with Denver, Seattle has the fifth pick in this upcoming draft. So is there a chance they see something they don't like out of him in a pressure situation in the playoffs that would lead them to draft something, to, to, to draft a replacement at number five in the quarterback ranks or – can he show out, pull an upset, and then that fifth pick is used to bolster things around him? And then on the other side for Brock Purdy, is this his only chance he's ever going to get to be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah. And I'm talking about long-term moving forward. Right. That's a good one. Because you've still got Jimmy G. You've still got Trey Lance under contract there for now. <laughs> it reminds me of – he ironically he has the less pressure he's like the replacements remember that movie oh yeah they're like ah we're just gonna get replaced at the end of the season anyway so let's go out there and have some fun but i think i mean (laughs) you see what i'm saying but if he takes his team to the super bowl he ain't getting replaced oh yeah i I know and so that's where i'm saying as far as this weekend is concerned he might he may be fighting for a starting job the only this may be the only chance he ever has to be a starting quarterback anywhere in the league yeah because all all the he hasn't done enough you say all the good play he had, and then he gets and he hosts a wild card game, and he and he lays an egg. Meh. You don't think somebody somebody you know, somebody will. out there is thinking, you know what? He's Listen, done enough for me. If I Baker Mayfield can continue to be a starting quarterback in the league, I guess so can Brock Purdy. But that's not gonna. I mean, I think he can lose the 49ers job this week, and whether or not somebody else, if he's the apple of somebody else's eye. I mean, here's the deal: he's he's probably one of if not the best contract in the league considering he was Mr. Irrelevant and has led his team to what five or six straight wins down the stretch here so I mean San Francisco isn't just going to let that go as their backup quarterback what if Trey Lance isn't ready to go what if he's not any good you know so he's a heck of an insurance policy for the for the 49ers to keep a hold of which means Somebody else either has to give up way too much for him in a trade or has to wait two or three years for him to become free. So I, I think that part of it is where he has pressure. But it's it's Dak Prescott, and it's not even close in my mind. If I let you pick the Super Bowl right now, who would you pick? Buffalo and Philly. Buffalo's a team of destiny, and I think Philly's just the best team in the NFC. Yeah, no, the NFC is so hard. I, it is. But I'll, I'll just <clears> – <throat> why it's so hard, I'll just stick with the number one seed. Right. Buffalo no. and Philly. Hurts' injury gives me a little pause. Purdy as the quarterback gives me pause. If I shouldn't say it because he's played fantastic. If, if you get regular season Brock Purdy, San Francisco's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But will you? I don't know. I mean, is Dallas going to be able to get there without playing a, a road game? I mean, I'm sorry, without playing a home game? Probably not. They'd have to beat Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, and then probably San Francisco. Oof. Can Minnesota snap out? I mean, they're the, they're the kings of the one-score win. But a lot of times that doesn't do you much good in the playoffs, teams like that. I'm going to go 
golly. I, I mean, everything I've said bad about this guy all year long or the last five weeks. Am I really? But I trust everybody around him. I think he's good enough not to screw it up. I'm going to go San Francisco and Kansas City. That's who I was going to pick to start the season, and I couldn't pull the San Francisco trigger over the Rams, which I wish I would have now. That way I wouldn't have to change. But I had the I had Rams Niners in the the NFC Championship game rematch. I wish I'd have taken the Niners back then. I didn't, but I will now. I'll take San Francisco and Kansas City. What about the what about the possibilities down in Atlanta if we get Buffalo Kansas City in a dome on a fast track, dude? I can't even imagine what the score of that game could possibly be. It'd be fun. Oh, I mean. No, people does, in does Atlanta it, are does just. Does it bother you? Yeah. Does it bother you though? Do you, do you do you like the op- the the opportunity to have the conditions affect the game, which they would if this was outdoors at either Kansas City or Buffalo, and it, because it's a night game, it's a five thirty game, so it's going to go into the night. Or do you like the opportunity to let the players play in a? controlled environment and best team wins i feel like the latter don't you now oh, man i don't you know snowy i would love to see i would love swirling to see wind yes. in the stadium that's going to affect a kick like a half blizzard in buffalo <laughs> with these two going at it I, I think it might pull out the greatness of them you see just how good these two quarterbacks are when the conditions are awful and they're still able to make plays but it is intriguing to see those two teams in that controlled environment go. Yeah. Yeah. Did I miss why next week's game wouldn't be at a neutral site? I don't know. I I was thinking we were talking about this at lunch yesterday. Yeah. You and I. I thought that Buffalo and Cincinnati had a chance to be at a neutral site, but I guess not since nobody's announcing where that game would be. So it would be at Buffalo? I believe so. Unless I've missed something. I'm... Well, you'd think if they were going to announce where the AFC title game would be and there's a chance of the you know this other one being there. You, you know what I'm saying? You'd mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. that they would announce that too, but they sure didn't. So maybe I missed it. Maybe, maybe Buffalo had to lose and it actually end up in a tie instead of a possible tie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe that's what it was. Because uh, I remember us reading through all those coin flip scenarios and all that stuff. But I think maybe they had to end up with exactly the same losses, and they didn't because Buffalo beat um, New England right. on Sunday. And, okay, who wins this week? Out of all the games. Yep. We'll start Seattle-San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco. Agreed. Closer than you think. Agree. Chargers-Jags. I, I, again, fun game. I'm, I'm going to lean – Chargers, I am too, but I kind of want by like the, a field goal. Like I want the Jags to win, but I think the Chargers are going to win. Any chance for Miami against no, Buffalo? No, yeah, I don't think no. so either. Giants, Minnesota. That's your potential upset, right? I think so. I think it's going to be a close game because both these teams play close games. The Giants played more close games than anybody. Did you hear what Mark said yesterday about the about the Vikings? What about them? So they're thirteen and four, eleven and zero in one score games. If you flip that exactly around, they've got the worst record in the league. You're almost getting me at two and fifteen. You almost want me to take the G man there. <laughs> Listen, that has potential. That has uh, upset written all over it. But it's in Minnesota. I think the stage is too big. Give me the Vikings. And it's not at night. And it's not at night. Give me the Vikings. So we don't we don't have to have Kirk at night. Right. I think that's the closest game. No, oh, it's gonna be close. The yeah. spread says it will be. Yeah, I think it's it just those two teams play they they played a heck of a game a couple weeks ago. Greg Joseph had to kick a sixty one yarder for the Vikings to win. Yeah, it's gonna be like 24, 21, 27, 24. Yeah, I, I could yeah. totally see it a field goal game. Yeah. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I think so too. And then Dallas without, without Lamar, it's Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that uh, even looks with like, Lamar, I well, think Cincinnati. it looks like Tyler Huntley is going to play. He started throwing yesterday, so that at least gives. I think that's a better chance than Anthony Brown at quarterback for Baltimore. At least Huntley's got some experience as that backup. Then Dallas, Tampa. Uh, this you, line switch. You see that? What is it now? Tampa Bay was like two and a half. Now it's Dallas two and a half. Yeah, Dallas has been about a three point favorite the whole time. I thought it opened as Tampa mm-hmm. Bay. 
No. Where did I see that? I'll take Tampa Bay. I'm not going back on it. I was always scared of this matchup and the way Dallas has been playing, the way Dak has been playing. Hard for me to go up against go against the old man who's never lost to this team. Yeah, it'd be his first. You're going with Dallas. There's Dallas has been a better team than Tampa. The only thing that kind of stinks is Dallas has played its best ball against the best teams. Tampa isn't that. I tell you what, uh Tuesday morning I'll get you a burrito if that happens. Okay, from our at, friends across the street. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I might come in early and steal one that they've already dropped off. They started. They started putting me one in the sack. You, you need to get your name on that list. Well, I too. guess I do. Jeez, what's it gonna take? High school hoops tonight. Paragon TV, Big Elk TV, six thirty there. Cool ninety four for radio for the Elkettes and the Big Elks with Elgin in town. It's homecoming tonight in Elk City. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the basketball over Clinton, Jared. Oh, yeah, tomorrow after Saturday, yeah. That's right. Everybody have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.